another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. How you doing, Dylan? Hey, doing good. Ready to crank this one out. This is going to be a juicy one. It is, man. Today, we got on the show the partners and founders of GrowRev Agency. These guys manage $40 million a year in ad budget across all channels. You name it. These guys are at the top of the game, and I'm so excited to have them on the show it's actually pretty hilarious, Dylan, wouldn't you say, like the actual rich ad, poor ad combo that they've sent over? Yeah, yeah, this bad ad's the definition of something that'll get you shut down, so I'm pretty excited to kind of dive in. It'll that. send you the poor house super, super quick, <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Uh, but these guys managed to ads for some pretty big influencers online, spending you know, upwards of 25K a day um, and uh, with some household names that I'll let them name drop. But without further ado, let's welcome Rohan and Matt Farmer to the show. Thanks for having us, Zach and Dylan. We're yeah. excited for this one. Yes, yeah. Thanks, thanks for popping on. I'm so excited. I would love to start by uh, maybe Rohan tell everybody a little bit about how awesome Grow Rev is and, uh, and and the agency, and then would love to dive in a little bit about your guys' background uh, pre pre agency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt and I have run Grow Rev coming up on six years together now. Been in the industry. Come, Matt's been in the industry coming up on I think eleven years. I've been in the industry nine years. Um, and my the way Matt and I kind of came, came together was I was heavy direct response, kind of the affiliate esque world and selling random shit online through paid advertising. And I love media buying, uh, but I, I went into the agency world, and then Matt, me and Matt have known each other since pre two thousand seven two thousand and eight economic collapse and he saw me transition into the media buying world and he's like what the hell are you doing here um and kind of one thing led to another being good friends prior to he told me what he was running and i'm not going to ruin that for this podcast i'm going to let matt talk about his background and the stuff that he's done yeah. um i was just like all right matt i've built this agency to a certain level i'm going to just hand you 50 percent of this bloody company and we're going to take this and scale this thing to the root because he i knew he would perform and he knew i could sell um, so that's kind of how our initial partnership, uh, came into play, uh, fast forward to today. Uh, we've got a team based, we're based out of Vancouver, Canada. Um, we've got a team, majority of our teams in Canada. We've got a couple guys that work with us in the United States, and then we're, uh, very actively building, um, a team out in Australia as we manage about well, 40% of our clients is in Australia and we manage three of the top spending info accounts in Australia right now. Um, so that's kind of the overall grow rev and then Matt. I'll kind of tee this one off to you so that you can kind of come in and introduce the, the media buying side. Yeah, no problem at all. So I've been doing this for about 11, 12 years right now. Before I partnered up with Rohan, um, I worked with a company called Digital Brand Services. Uh, we had some absolutely massive clients. So we worked with people like the Olympics, Sky Sports, ATP Tennis, ICC Cricket, pretty much everybody in the sporting world we worked with and spent a pretty significant amount of money. Um, I basically, I partnered up with Rohan because I was really tired of share of voice advertising. You know, I'm direct response at heart and I love, I love seeing a good old ROI and, you know, optimizing around that versus like, you know, hit, a hundred percent of boxing fans in the US. It just gave me more gave me a lot more purpose. So um partnered up with Rohan, really kind of went down. We we specialize in info and events, but we also do a lot of stuff around e-commerce, etc. Because I've been in the industry so long, I've I've rode the wave. Um so started with Google Ads, um, went to Facebook back when I thought Facebook would never be a good platform and that proved me wrong. And now because of Facebook, um we jump into stuff as early as we can. So the latest 
this network we've been jumping on is TikTok, and it's been pretty amazing so far. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. Now, you guys have some pretty like monster trophy clients. I'd love to have you guys name drop uh, some of the people you guys have been able to help out in the last year or so. In the last year or so, a couple of clients we've run traffic for uh, mastermind.com. So that's obviously Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins combination there. Uh, and then just in the recent uh, months, we picked up a, a tiny little company called ClickFunnels. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> we're, we're helping them um, and their internal teams so, uh, scale some of their traffic. So those are two household names I think most people recognize. Um, and then we've done tons. If you're in Australia, one of the companies that we work with uh, is Knowledge Source, and they're a monstrous client for that part of the world. For that part of the world over there. I love it. Man. I always tease Rohan. I'm like, you know, one of our core values at Funnel Dash is to not do business with Canadians. And so, <laughs> but. We've, we've set our differences aside today. <laughs> we decided to have you guys on the show. Um, what should we start with first? You guys want to dive into the rich ad or the poor ad? What do you think? Let's, let's give it over to Matt. What do you think, Matt? I think the poor ad, just because a poor ad's not going to take much to, to go over. It's <laughs> It really quickly becomes a poor ad um, and can sacrifice Facebook accounts, business managers. This thing is a gem. So let's just talk about how how poor you can get in the poorhouse with an ad like this. You not only like if you're if you're spending like you know getting your business manager shut off, uh, getting your ad account deleted is one thing, but Rohan and Matt have used the word b- before this podcast deplatformed, which is it's a very rare term, um, but it sounds so scary. What does that even mean? What, is, what does the word deplatformed mean? Basically, when you get deplatformed, and they do it for certain people and influencers, I'm not going to drop too many names of who they've <laughs> actually. The because we, we know some insiders that have got literally, especially um, in the affiliate world, people who run an affiliate course and maybe have a nickname like Rax. Um, <laughs> people like that, where if you mention his name in an ad, you literally it's banned and you can lose your business manager. But in general, deplatforming isn't just lose. It used to be back in the good old days, you just lose your um, ad account. Then you create a new one, get a new credit card. Life would be good. Uh, it's not so simple anymore. Facebook's really smart with this. So they, they yeah. pretty much, they like fingerprint your device. They'll, delete your ad account, they'll ban your business manager. Um, You can lose personal access too. That's when it really starts to get nasty. Um, And then if you keep breaking the rules, they literally, your your entire, like your name will be pretty much deplatformed from the platform. So if there's any ads where they try to mention you, for example, um, they pretty much automatically get deleted out or banned out from the AI. So they can, they could do an absolutely amazing job at banning you from the platform and, and, and their platform really is like you know half the internet right so like <laughs> yeah that's it. Online presence i mean i don't know if it ever bleeds into instagram too but like you could that could be pretty pretty devastating uh for somebody mm-hmm. and even delete your facebook page so it doesn't it doesn't even matter the size of influencer either we worked with one who had you know millions of followers and they were literally going to delete his facebook page and they'll take your groups too so they'll t- they'll take your groups away your facebook anything that they can take from you they they pretty much will so but yeah 2020 is the year of all clients yeah they're coming for you <laughs> now with this poor ad, 
Were you able to get this one active, or just did it get disapproved immediately? Um, for this ad that I posted. Yeah. Um, this actually isn't an ad that I ran because um, we don't. We do uh, internal. So we specialize <laughs> in policy at our um, GrowRev. Uh, so we do policy consulting for companies, et cetera. We do a weekly meeting where all our media buyers, they have to go out and scour the internet to find ads that are non-compliant. So every every week we have a theme. It'll be like this theme is MLM or um misleading claims for example personal attributes which is this one um so we get all of our media buyers they have to bring back at least two to three ads under each category pretty much every single week and then we we have basically a discussion about it why or why not because some of them it also helps you find really good workarounds because sometimes they'll bring one to the table where it's like wow these guys found a really tricky way to not use a personal attribute or to not do a misleading claim. And, you know, there's lots of different strategies there. So yeah, this one was definitely one of the gems from, from those meetings. Okay. So let's dive into this ad. Um, So you're not running this ad just to be super clear because you guys Mm -hmm. don't run uh, ads like this, but we'll throw it up uh, in the show notes. And it says, are you over 40 struggling with hair loss? Sells the only two FDA hair loss treatments, which are 90% effective at preventing hair loss. Limited time offer, 50% off three months. Start your regrowth challenge in June. And then there's literally a picture of a dude with like, uh, he's faceless. He has like no eyes and it just focuses on his hair. Uh, I'm wondering if they maybe thought they could get around personal attributes by not giving him eyes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I guess they're like we 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 beat Facebook on this one, and then the headline on the ad says hair loss can be optional. That's kind of a weird headline. Fifty percent off uh, for three months. All right, break it down. Okay, so this ad is not running anymore. I checked before we talked. Um, it obviously got disapproved. This is one of the biggest things that people do, and it's personal attributes. You can't call out attributes about a person um and or how they feel or anything so if i had an ad where it was like you always feel sad you know we'll go with grow rev because you'll be happy all the time um you know uh but this one because are you over 40 so you can't you can't call out people's age like you can't say you know are you are you 19 are you 18 etc People, Facebook wants to prevent that because it also shows the general public how much information we have access to. And it makes people feel not good. Or even saying something like, you know, are you fat? It's They don't want to have a, a negative experience with their ads where you read the ads and kind of feel bad about yourself. Um, so they're, they're all about that positive connotation. But really with these personal attributes, like are you over 40? They broke it there. And then struggling with hair loss, question mark. You can't. You cannot say that. That is a completely bannable offense. You could completely lose your account for that. They don't want you to call out these attributes because anyone who's scrolling through and let's say you are over 40 losing hair, you instantly start to feel bad about it. And it's just, it's a negative user experience. And personal attributes is one of the most, I'd say it's one of the most overlooked and banned um, policies that that we see in general you can't and especially you see it a lot like in personality a, like if i if i wanted to say you know you have an awful personality like wh- how like what extent how, how far can this personal attributes because like that's that's pretty broad <laughs> like no it, it is but you, you still understand why why that they block it but you just um 
you do you never want to take for granted what people are thinking or feeling like that's it's pretty much blanket for that so it could be like um you could even have something weird like you sometimes feel happy and then sad and then happy you know that that calls them out or you know do you sometimes uh put try to put on pants and trip and fall over um it's it's a personal attribute uh you can't you can't call that out there's definitely ways around it you could say um men over 40 that are struggling with hair loss love our product because yeah. you're not asking them it's in a lot of people they avoid the word you um in their copy there is ways that you can use it but usually if you're asking them a question like do you feel do you um you just it's best to stay away from that and in general with ads i find it's always better to go from a positive connotation than a negative as well um so you don't want to make people feel bad like if anything if it was me advertising this i'd do a case study about you know someone who you know had great results from their you know they unlock some great stuff in their life from it and it's about them instead of being about the actual person and how horrible they feel that they're currently losing hair okay so let's talk about so obviously you guys aren't running this ad right and and let's talk about what like how quickly can something like this put somebody in the poorhouse i want to hear you don't have to name names but i want to hear a horror story of like how much money can an ad like this really cost somebody like how poor (laughs) is this gonna make money they actually get their manager or their ad account band i mean i've heard um, people you know 500 grand a month plus and their ad accounts shut down and and like there goes you know an eight-figure business like yeah they- and it's just it's the whole opportunity cost of losing your account too so we had a client that was spending like twenty-five thousand a day a really big influencer um and they lost their business manager during a launch so it's not like they had to completely scrap the launch, but it was majority. It was 70% of their traffic. Of course, they had affiliates and YouTube and, you know, multi-network is the best way to make sure you're still safe. But at the same time, it's like that opportunity cost of them not being able to spend 70% of their budget literally cost them millions of dollars. And then they had the headache of trying to get everything back and even losing personal access to the platform. So they didn't have access to their page. They couldn't post updates. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything and even leverage their organic audience from it. So, uh, you know, it's like, it was still successful. They're able to run it through other channels, but at the same time, it literally cost them millions of dollars in opportunity. Not one, two. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've even heard horror stories of, you know, individual access getting restricted where they can't go in to turn off the ads and they're just spending. So Mm -hmm. that's a nightmare. Yeah, that happens a lot too. Sometimes if you get personal banned, then it doesn't fully link. Like when your ad account's banned, everything gets paused. But if you get personally deplatformed, you just don't have access to anything anymore and it will continue to spend. And we've had a couple horror stories where it literally like, you know, they had to start doing chargebacks and eventually Facebook just stopped charging them. But it was a potential nightmare that would have cost them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in ad spend because they're promoting something that had a, a life to it so it was an offer that you know expired so they're still advertising their thanksgiving deal um you know like black friday and we're we're on our way to december pretty much i love it so so don't run an ad with personal attributes uh and it'll, or it'll cost you millions when you get your ad account and your business manager uh banned worst case you get deplatformed. what are some other uh things outside of you know personal attrib- attributes that that people should not have in their ads that that can save them from this. 
Um, one of them is misleading claims. Um, and that one is very straightforward, but a lot of people break it. And that's, you know, a lot of the time what happens is, yeah, they'll <laughs> claim that you can make a million dollars. They'll make all these claims, you know, cure diabetes. That's a great one. Um, all those products that you see get pushed around. So misleading claims is also a pretty big one. Um, one of the really misunderstood ones is MLM and BizOp. A lot of people don't know that BizOp is actually allowed on Facebook. Um, MLM is not, but BizOp definitely is is not allowed. Uh, or sorry, it, BizOp is allowed. MLM is definitely not allowed. So with BizOp, you just have to... So what happens is, and there's so many people that run webinars and they don't know this, where you just have to define what it is before you actually send them into the... Like on the funnel, you just have to define what it is. Um, so an example of how you can break this is a lot of people advertise free webinars and you actually can't call it a free webinar anymore. That's against policy that will get you um, banned out or at least your ads disapproved because if you're selling something on the back end inside the webinar um, they don't consider it free because it's basically you're going through a sale and the product itself isn't free so you're allowed to actually advertise it you just have to define on your landing page what exactly it is that you're selling them into. So you could basically say you have a webinar that's going to, you know, show them your program that costs $2,000 on how to rank on SEO or whatever. You just have to, a lot of people don't realize you, you have to define it and free gets used a lot. And you, they never used to crack down on this, but now they do quite a bit where, you know, if it's your, your free webinar, your free webcast, or if you're lying and saying, you know, my one-time webcast, which is an auto webinar that runs every 15 minutes, then, um, they do, they, they'll start to hit you with stuff like that. And what about before and after is, yeah, that's a hot one. I'd love to hear y'all get around. Um, well, before and after is only for stuff like weight loss. A lot of people don't realize there is a lot of before and afters that you can actually run. Like, for example, we have a photography client where we can run before and afters. It's just there's there's some situations where you can't run them and you just have to know what they are. But even for stuff like um, we've had ones where it's like in where it teaches users how to invest in real estate. And we can show a before and after of that house. Um, but on the health side, of course, you can't. You'll get they'll hit you really hard for that. Um, so there is situations where before and afters are completely fine, um, but definitely don't do it in the health space because that's where they nail you. I love it. Total sense. I'm definitely... I love it. Okay, so let's let's move on to the fun part. Let's move on to the Rich Ad uh, segment here. Dylan, why don't you kick this thing off? Let's read, it, read us this ad here. Yeah, so I was lurking on this one when you sent it over, but it looks like we get <laughs> cheat sheets that will help you understand the basics. So it looks like a solid little lead magnet, killer creative. I clicked through, but of course, uh, download it now. I got to give you my email. I love it. <laughs> um, you want to kind of want to go in depth on how that kind of worked out for it? This is honestly super juicy. I know you mentioned you've sold hundreds of yeah. thousands, millions of these. Yeah, no, and highly recommend. Uh, this is one of my clients, so go buy all his products. It's he's an absolute legend. Um, <laughs> but this was an example of of just it was pivoting for the current situation that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> that's another ad policy. But really, um, so we do a lot of direct response with this guy, and we have tons of ads that go directly to a landing page, and we do great. We get really good ROI from it. Um, but during the first part of the whole situation, what happened was, you know, everything kind of dropped out. 
for a little bit. There was like a two-week period where advertisers somewhat felt it. So we wanted to pivot. And what we saw got really cheap and is still true during this time is you could lead gen for almost nothing right now. So like building an audience has never been cheaper. But if you have a, a paywall at the front, um, it, it's pretty expensive. So like let's say a free plus book funnel, they just or a free plus ship book funnel, they they caught they're a lot more expensive now. And it's almost because like, you know, we're advertising in a bull market. People are trying to just justify their ad spend within you know the first click pretty much and just you know feed the machine um but for this we decided he's really good at email marketing and he picks up a ton from it so um there's a couple strategies here that we use number one it goes to an advertorial so it doesn't even go directly to the offer and what we did is we got part of his product and we gave it away for free and that is what works really well right now you can get um so just to name the metrics, we're paying around 30 to 40 cents per lead on this ad. Oh um, my so yeah, it's insanely cheap because it's advertising something free and it's content, it's going to an advertorial. So you get all the advantages there. Um, and then once you get to the advertorial, in order to get the free um, cheat sheet, so we're giving away a piece of the product, to get people addicted, show them the quality. It is a really good product and people absolutely love it. So we give it away um, in order and then they give us their email. And then after they give us their email, they're sent directly to the funnel that they'd normally go to. Um, and what we noticed is we're literally generating, you know, hundreds of thousands of emails every single month. And he's been seeing the amount that he makes from, because they have quite a bit of product. So once they get an email, they could really monetize it. Um, but the craziest part was after they went through this funnel, because costs were so cheap on the front end for the click and for the opt-in and just to get them through, it's actually... Um, higher ROI than just doing a direct response ad directly to the actual product page. So sending them through this, grabbing a lead from it, and then in the end, actually making more profit was pretty unbelievable. So uh, I'm like not even a lot of where you capture the lead. Like I'm, I'm, um, well, you I'm can't like... really tell because you click to download it or if you hit next. So if let's say, for example, you yeah. click on the cheat sheet, um, it'll pop up, ask for your email address in order for you to get it. So you just put in your email address. And then after you do that. Uh, gotcha. And uh -huh. then what we do is we sell them a, a lower ticket version, but there's lots of upsells, et cetera. So even though after that, we sell them the cheat sheets for $7, that's the essential. Um, then from there, it upsells. And there's um, he's an absolute legend when it comes to direct response and landing pages and everything. So you know, they get upselled and the cart value is probably like three to four times that. So basically, we're able to lower our click cost, get more people to click through. Um, so now our remarketing lists are bigger. We got an email from it. So anyone that doesn't convert, we can hit them up with other offers. And then wow. after going to the actual to buy the product, um, we have a higher ROI than we did previously. Um, so I think it's just a really good example of pivoting. And I find during these times, you want to give away something for free. And we're doing that with a lot of clients right now. It used to be um, where we qualify them with, you know, purchasing something, et cetera. Right now, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm more trying to list build because if I can get an email for under a dollar, I wasn't able to get an email for under that before this whole situation. Um, so it's a, it's amazing how well it's worked compared to the actual other ads. Of course, we're still running the other ads, but um, this just absolutely inflates our remarketing lists, our email lists. And um, yeah, we've had amazing results from it. 
Now, with that, coming from a media buyer's perspective, on the front end side, are you going ahead and optimizing for those emails out of the gate or optimizing for purchase and whoever gets the email and so be it? Um, we're optimizing for purchase just because that is the main goal. I find mm -hmm. when I optimize around lead, because it is a worldwide product, then we'll start to get the third world countries coming in at one cent leads. Um, this this guy's account is insanely well seasoned. Um, so I have an audience that's 1.7 billion people, and it's extremely ROI positive, as long as I optimize around purchase, but not around lead. Um, so right now, I'm for, for this product, I'm always optimizing around purchase, and Facebook Pixel seasoned enough that it just it does the work properly. Yeah, that's, that's snazzy. So what's the kind of conversion rate from the individuals getting the free little cards to actually convert to some sort of paid package, the 20%, 30%? Do you have any kind of those numbers there? Yeah, I can I could kind of go over the brief numbers. We have about a 60% opt-in rate. And out of the users that opt-in, we're seeing around from 25 to 40, um, depending on the day. Yeah, 25 to 40, taking the $7 offer and upselling from there, which is pretty unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so much data. <laughs> that's awesome there. Heck, yeah. Now, if you could change anything about this, what would it be to kind of optimize this whole entire funnel for the most part? I think the funnel is really well done. Um, we are trying different things with it. Um, there's there's quite a bit. I think on the ad side, it can be optimized a bit more and I could try some more variants. Um, as you notice, the, the text of the ad is very short and it's strange for this kind of stuff. Um, long form used to be work really well, uh, but we ran a couple versions of this and one of our best performers literally just has in brackets, new blog post is the ad text. Um, so I, I definitely want to do some more testing around text, see if I could get any wins there. Um, also some video, I think some video would do really well for it. It was one of those things where we just, you know, we got it, made it fast. It was hard for us to do video creative of it because everybody's locked in their own houses. So we couldn't get film crews, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I probably, and then, um, on the, the landing page side for the actual advertorial, I wouldn't change much. We've tested a lot of advertorials. So honestly, when you do this advertorial strategy, um, there's huge advantages to it. And it's why we always push people to multi-network because if you do Outbrain and Taboola and you can get an advertorial to properly convert, when you push them over to Facebook, you get significant advantages to it. So even though it is another step in the funnel, your, your click cost is so low. It just, it builds up your remarketing list and it just gives you a ton more opportunity to convert people. So once you have a really good advertorial locked in, which may honestly, it can take from 10 to 20 different tries before you find one that really works like once you've cracked that it, it works extremely well on facebook and you could run it alongside your direct response ads and it's just a really good way of scaling spend and you know when you're tr constantly trying to spend more and more and more every single month um and you're in the hundreds of thousands you really you know any opportunity you get whether it's going out to more countries or just finding more funnels that you can throw at it um the better it is. And because this one generates so many clicks, it just, it helps all the other campaigns too. So I honestly, I probably wouldn't change this advertorial. Um, highly recommend anyone watching, you know, take a, take a look at it and just understand what's happening. Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, if you have a product where you can give away a little bit of it for free, um, advertorial is one of the best ways to do it in my opinion. Oh man! Well, shoot, Zach, we got a we got a rich ad. Here. <laughs> I love it. I mean, to recap, we got an ad that can shut you down and an ad that can make it rain. So, I mean, that's pretty. How much do you 
say you guys were spending on 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 uh, this campaign? Um, it's it, I won't give exact, but it's hundreds of thousands per month. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Congrats, you're a big deal. Funnel, <laughs> that's beautiful, man. It geeks me out. I think you're really on point there, though, Matt. Like, you know, really um, updating the funnel to like your like a like a free book plus shipping. Um, you know, those are expensive to run now, and especially in this environment. I mean, just if you reflect back in March. I mean, there was all kinds of email campaigns and promotions of like, we're giving away X, Y, Z for free. Um, but really building that into the ad campaign, um, it, you know, I think it's the right move. Um, so gosh, congrats on, on you and your, your client for being able to like push through that all the way through to, to ads and not just like some email announcement to the, to the customer list. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite a little study there. But I mean, this has been awesome, y'all. I mean, how can anybody kind of get in touch with y'all if they want to kind of check out some, you know, case studies or check out y'all's site, LinkedIn? What's the kind of best bet for kind of somebody to get in kind of touch with y'all over there? The best way for people to get in touch with us is going to be obviously just going to growrev.com, which is our website. That's kind of where we have a lot of the stuff. We're, we are launching a new website here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, where it's going to have all of our case studies, exactly what we kind of talked about with Matt's running, uh, and just kind of breaking things down, even from the policy end to why going multi-network and how that's been benefiting clients, et cetera. But growrev.com, and then if you're on socials, the best way is just to get is to find me on social because that's the majority of where um, a lot of the fun stuff happens. And Instagram is just Rohan underscore chef. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, shoot. Go ahead, Matt, you guys are you guys are legends. Tell us a little bit about what's next for you guys. Uh, where where are you taking the agency? Um, where do you guys see yourself in, in the next couple of years? Um, next for us is pretty much going to be scaling what we have already built. Obviously, we've kind of hit the epitome in on one end of info. Uh, so obviously kind of be taking that, taking all that knowledge and, you know, helping as much of the masses as we can from the info side that people have got offers that are converting, that are just stuck, whether they're stuck at a thousand a day or, you know, two twenty five hundred a day. And they want to get to that 10, uh, 10,000 plus a day though. Those like where we're kind of going down that route. And one of the things that we're really excited for, and we're going to chat a lot, I think, uh, post podcast is going to be partnering with you guys. And then all of our smaller clients through that we've kind of picked up through, uh, COVID and the last, the last few months of craziness is just going to be helping people just rebound, um, rebound with some funding and then help them get their marketing together, uh, and kind of scale there. So we're actively building a lower tier to our agency. Cause a lot of the times for the last little bit, grow has kind of been niched into that high ticket agency where it's yeah. you know, working with the clients that we've kind of mentioned, but now it's like, okay, let's make a bigger difference with what we can. And obviously with products uh, that you guys are offering, it's a perfect opportunity for us to scale. Yeah. You guys are a little bit of an elitist. Let's yeah. just be real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you guys have been super awesome and gracious of, of open up and um, giving us a little bit of peek into the numbers, but also being uh, very respectful to your clients. So I, I uh, hats off to you guys for um, just doing that in, in taste, but also really feeding the feel to the, to the audience. I think everyone's going to really appreciate this episode. That's it. Dylan, take it away, man. This was an op- awesome episode. Um, give us a little recap. Let's close it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all thanks for tuning in. I mean, shoot, if somebody wants to figure out how to get banned, that four ad, the best way to get into it and want to figure out how to have a really cool content marketing kind of lead gen funnel, best way to knock it out there. So, I mean, hey, 
y'all check this out. If any questions pop up, y'all feel free to reach out, you know, reach out to our guests here. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, guys. 